There's a story in the Old Testament book of Kings about an old prophet and a young prophet. And the young prophet was given a message from God. He said, I want you to go to the northern kingdom of Israel and give a prophecy. And so the young prophet did uh, as God told him. But God also told him this. He said, on your way home, make sure that you don't stop anywhere. I want you to go straight home. Don't stop and eat with the people. Don't stop and do things. You come straight home. And so he's on his way home, and this old prophet meets him on the way. And he says, he says uh, you need to come to my house and eat with me. Uh, I've heard about you. I've heard what you prophesied in the northern kingdom. You need to come to my house and eat with me. And the man said, no, I can't. He said, God told me to go straight home. I can't do that. Uh, but the old prophet said, well, God has told me you're supposed to come eat with me. And so the young prophet did. About halfway through the meal... The old prophet stands up. The Spirit of God comes on the old prophet and he says, Because you did not listen to the voice of the Lord, a lion will kill you on the way home. So, how would you like to receive that message? And so, he got up from his meal, he left, and sure enough, on his way, a lion met him and killed him. You say, well, pastor, why in the world do you share that story? Because it's important to listen to God. It is. Now, I'm not saying to you that if you don't listen to God, that a lion's going to get you on the way home. I'm not going to tell you that, okay? But I will tell you this, it will have consequences in your life. Listening to God is so important. And listening to Christ is so important. A lot of people out in this world say, you know, it doesn't matter what way you get to heaven. You know what Jesus said? He said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but by me. We need to listen to Christ. Uh, Moses was in the habit of the people of Israel not listening to God. Uh, He had had time and time again an experience of that. And so here he is. He's seen uh, an entire generation of Israelites die off because of an unwillingness to trust God and go into the land. And now this younger generation has grown up and the only... Uh, three that are left are Moses, Joshua, and Caleb of the old generation. But Moses is speaking to the Israelites and reminding them of what the law says, but also he is interpreting the law for them and explaining it to them. And that's what the book of Deuteronomy is all about. So uh, as Moses shares, he wants to make sure they don't make the same mistake. But he's also telling them that just as you have listened to me, so you need to listen to this prophet that's yet to come. And and it's so important that you listen. It's so important that you don't do what you've done in the past. It's so important that you don't do what the world around you is doing because around them they were worshiping false gods. They were were doing occult practices. And, And he says, no, you don't need to listen to all these things. You need to listen to that prophet who is to come. Now, Moses told them, he said, he said when you're uh, speaking about the law that I've given you, you're to talk with your children about it. You're to speak about it in the way when you rise, when you get up, when you, when you, when you sit down. Uh, speak uh, about this law. Teach it to your children so that they can live by it. Let these words be a part of your life. But he says about the prophet to come, I want you to listen to him. I want you to listen to him. As a matter of fact, it will be a prophet like me. And it's so crucial that you listen. What happened when Jesus came? Did they listen? 
By and large, no. There were some that did. The 12 apostles listened. There were others who were disciples of Jesus who listened. But by and large, Jesus was ignored. And especially, he was rejected by the leadership of Israel. There were consequences to that and so forth. And Jesus prophesied because of this, uh, this rejection that later on in AD 70, Jesus didn't tell the date, but he said sometime soon, Jerusalem will be destroyed. This temple will be destroyed. There won't be one stone left on another. That's exactly what happened. Uh, Jesus fulfilled this role of prophecy. And Moses said, this prophet will be like me. He will be a person who speaks the truth. He will be a person who shares God's standard of right and wrong. Jesus did that. He will be a person who is a redeemer. Moses redeemed the people out of Israel. Jesus redeemed people from sin. Uh, He said that he will be someone from among your people. Indeed, Jesus was. He was an Israelite. He will be from among your brothers. Indeed, he was. He was the uh, descendant of Judah legally and physically, I believe, through Mary. But he also had Levite blood in him because Mary's relatives in Luke were Levites. So Jesus fulfilled these qualifications. And he says he will speak, and when he speaks, you listen. God has spoken to us through Jesus Christ. Through his actions, through his words, through the scripture that records them, God speaks to us through Jesus Christ, and we need to listen. The time my message is the importance of listening to Jesus. Um, look with me, if you will, in Deuteronomy chapter 18 and verse 13. He's been talking about the different occult practices the people of Canaan uh, Practice, But look at verse 13. He says, You must be blameless before the Lord your God. Though these nations you are about to drive out, listen to fortune tellers and diviners. The Lord your God has not permitted you to do this. The Lord your God will raise up for you a prophet like me from among your own brothers. You must listen to him. This is what you requested from the Lord your God at Horeb on the day of the assembly when you said, Let us not continue to hear the voice of the Lord our God or see this great fire any longer so that we will not die. Then the Lord said to me, They have spoken well. I will raise up for them a prophet like you from among their brothers. I will put my words in his mouth and he will tell them everything I command him. I will hold accountable whoever does not listen to my words that he speaks in my name. But the prophet who dares to speak in my name a message I have not commanded him to speak or who speaks in the name of other gods, that prophet must die. You may say to yourself, how can we recognize a a message the Lord has not spoken? When a prophet speaks in the Lord's name and the message does not come true or is not fulfilled, this is a message the Lord has not spoken. The prophet has spoken presumptuously. Do not be afraid of him. So, Moses is speaking about a prophet like me will raise up. Now, there were many prophets in Israel that that were raised up who spoke the word of God to Israel, uh, and and they were to be evaluated. They weren't just to be taken on face value, but are they teaching what the Bible says? Uh, Is what they predicting? Is it coming true? Uh, And so forth. But, But there was no one who quite fulfilled the role of Moses because Moses had had a special relationship. Later on in Deuteronomy, it speaks of Moses' relationship with God. And it says, he spoke to him face to face. 
In fact, Moses would go into the, to the tent, and the, the Bible says the, the cloud which had the Shekinah glory of God, would come down over the tent, and the glory of God would fill the tent, and Moses would speak. Now, he couldn't look on God's face because he would die. But he was, God was veiled inside the cloud, but he spoke face to face with Moses. There was no one who ever came after Moses who fulfilled that except Jesus. Jesus perfectly fulfilled that, and even in a greater way. Why? Because Jesus is the eternal Son of God. In eternity past, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit have had fellowship in the Trinity. Eternity past to eternity future, the only exception to that was when Jesus was on the cross and he said our sin was placed upon him and he said, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Because our sin was placed upon him and God the Father turned his back and fellowship between God the Father and God the Son was broken because of our sin. Aside from that, and to that moment where Jesus said, it is finished, God the Father and God the Son have always had perfect fellowship. I'm going to tell you something. Jesus fulfills this prophecy as no one else can. Now, God prepared the people of Israel for another prophet to come. God had given, Moses had given them the law. Now, they revered Moses. If you, if you read Hebrews, you'll see that Moses, it says Jesus was greater than Moses. It had to be written because there were some who said, hey, Moses was great, you know, and who, who do we value more? And, and, and they said, well, Jesus is greater than Moses. But Moses was revered, but God left in the book of Deuteronomy, in the book of their very own law, a prophecy that this is not all there is. There will be another prophet come. His name is Jesus Christ. And he would bring a new covenant. You see, the old covenant was always preparation for the new covenant. It was pictures and types and and theology of sacrifice. All looked forward to Jesus. It was all about Jesus. It was all preparation for Jesus. Some people think, well... Well, God messed up with the Mosaic Covenant, you know, and it didn't work, and so he came up with a new covenant. That's not true. No, God had it in mind all along. He gave the Mosaic Covenant to give pictures and, and to show examples of what Jesus would later come to do uh, to prepare the people to receive Christ. And so this figure that Moses is prophesying is somebody so significant, they need to listen to him, and we need to listen to him as well. Amen? If since it is so important to listen to Jesus, how should we listen to him? First of all, I want you to see we need to listen to him carefully. Listen to him carefully. Verse 15 says, The Lord your God will raise up for you a prophet like me from among your own brothers. You must listen to him. If he is so great a figure... That 1,500 years before, God said, hey, I'm sending him. Pay attention. Be ready. My wife has to do that for me. I forget everything. She gives me notes, and, you know, she'll put a note on the door as I leave. Don't forget such and so, because I I will. I forget it every time. And so uh, she gives me a reminder. But she does that the day of, because I'm kind of forgetful, and I'd I'd forget the reminder. Uh, 
God thought it was so important that we pay attention to Jesus that he sent a warning for us, a message to us, 1,500 years thereabouts before Jesus came to the earth. That not You think Jesus, Jesus is significant? I believe he is. We need to listen to him carefully. God says, listen, I want, I'm sending you this person. And hey, they knew it was important to uh, listen to what Moses said because Moses spoke the words of God. And Nadab and Abihu didn't listen. And what happened? Fire came from the tabernacle and killed them right there on the spot. They knew it was important to listen to Moses. <laughs> so uh, I believe they listened to him carefully from that point on, at least the ones who had sense. We need to listen to Jesus carefully. Our eternal destiny is at stake. Jesus said, broad is the way that leads to destruction. Many there go on thereon. Uh, but narrow is the way that leads to life, and few there be that find it. Jesus gives the instructions on how to find that way. How do we find the way to eternal life? It's not what they say on TV that it's any old way you choose. It's through Jesus Christ, through his blood, through his sacrifice, the death, burial, and resurrection of Christ. And through his death, he pays the price for our sins so that our broken relationship with God can be restored. And and through repentance and faith in Jesus, we can receive that forgiveness that God has provided for us and have a relationship with him and walk the narrow way. All those who ignore Christ, all those who shove that to the side, will end up in hell. That's the message of the Bible. That's the message of Jesus. Did you know Jesus spoke more about hell than he did about heaven? He said, Pastor, I don't believe in hell. Well, Jesus did. That presents us with a problem. Either Jesus isn't trustworthy or we're wrong. You see, Jesus spoke about hell. Why? Because he didn't want us to go there. So you need to listen to Jesus carefully. Why? He holds your eternal destiny in his hands. You also need to listen to Jesus carefully because it will make the difference in your Christian walk. If you already know Christ, wonderful. But God has given us his word. And when we ignore the word of God, we quench the Holy Spirit that he's given us and we hinder our walk with God. And so... Uh, when you listen to his word, when you, and what I mean by listen is not just hear with the ears, but to hear with your feet, with your hands, with action. Uh, <clears throat> when we listen to God's word and we live it out in daily life, we will begin to understand what it means to live the abundant life. You see, <clears throat> many people think that God's just trying to take away all their fun. They think, well, you know, if I become a Christian or if I really live the way that Jesus wants me to live, I'm not going to have any fun. Life's going to be dull and horrible. And, and I just want, I'll miss out. Don't buy that lie. That's a lie. It's a lie from the devil. Jesus said, I came that they might have life and that they might have it abundantly. You see, when you listen to Jesus carefully and you follow what he tells you to do, you'll discover the abundant life, walking with God in close fellowship. That's God's desire for you. So how do you listen to Jesus? Listen to him carefully. Listen to him eagerly. Listen to him eagerly. Verse 15, God will raise up for you a prophet like me. Just as they were eager to listen to Moses, they said, 
Moses, we don't want God to speak to us directly. We'll be in trouble. We want you to speak to us. And so uh, when Moses came down with the law, they listened to him eagerly because uh, they were afraid to listen directly to God. God has sent us a mediator in Jesus Christ. John says it this way. He said, we have beheld uh, the, the only begotten of God. We have seen his glory. We've seen the glory of God in the flesh, in Jesus Christ. We've seen Jesus has come. We've seen how God reacts to people and relates to people. We've seen what God does when there's difficulty. We've seen it in the life of Jesus. Do you come to the Gospels as you read the Word of God with an eagerness to see what God is like? With an eagerness to hear from God? When Jesus speaks and he teaches his truth, are you eager to hear what he has to say? You should be. There's no more significant person that's ever lived than Jesus Christ. Any television show you watch, any guru that you listen to is not as important as Jesus. Jesus is the most important person you could ever listen to. Listen to him eagerly. Come to the word of God. Uh, Moses told them about the law. He says, listen to these words. They are your life. If that's true of Moses' speech, how much more of Jesus? Jesus said, you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Many people living in bondage. Understanding God's truth brings freedom. It brings joy as you put those things into practice in your life. So listen to those things eagerly. Uh, I'm told that when uh, the the Jewish children would learn the Torah, uh, the rabbis would place a little bit of honey on a plate, and they'd instruct them each day to pick up the plate and to lick the honey and say, let the word of God be as honey to you. That's the way the word of God should be. You say, well, preacher, when I read the Word of God, it's as dry, it's as boring. Preacher, I, I, I just, I, it's hard. Okay? I understand. There, there could be two problems there. One problem is you may not be saved. Because the Bible says the natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God for their foolishness to him. So that could be one problem. The, the other problem could be that you need to have maybe a a heart check. Uh, Lord, uh, is there anything in my life that's keeping me from right walk with you? And then secondly, second, along with that, Holy Spirit, speak to me as I read. Speak to me as I read. Uh, let God, and, and ask God, Lord, let this be something personal for my life. Do you see the Bible as personal? You should. Okay? Uh, there's a song called, Whosoever Meaneth Me. Whosoever surely, surely meaneth me. And it means that the, the, the scripture that says, uh, Whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Or, or uh, God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. What he's saying is that whosoever means you. It means me as individuals. And, and I, heard, I heard one person who, who, as they read the Word of God, they substitute their name for the pronouns. The Lord is Roger Shepherd. Roger shall not want. He makes Roger lie down in green pastures and lead Roger beside the still waters. 
Roger Tackett. <laughs> but uh, he, uh, he, he, and he personalizes it. But you see, God actually is speaking to you and me. The Bible is not just a history book about something that happened long ago. The Bible is truth that is meant for you and me to transform us. Look at it that way and listen to God eagerly. Uh, and, and as you do, you'll be blessed. Uh, so uh, we're to listen carefully. We're to listen eagerly. We're to listen gratefully. Look at verse 18. I will raise up for them a prophet like you among their brothers. I will put my words in his mouth. You know what Jesus said? He said, I do nothing but what my Father tells me to do. Jesus' actions were guided by the Father, but Jesus' words were also guided by the Father. Jesus says, these are the words that that the Father has given me. You know, people were criticizing him about what he was saying. He said, hey, these are the words the Father has given to me. When you listen to Jesus, you listen to the very words of God. Now, I want you to, to imagine that you live in a foreign country and that you worship a block of wood. Okay? Maybe he's got carved carved smiley face on it and a couple of eyes or whatever. But you worship this block of wood. Can I tell you something? This block of wood's never going to communicate to you. You're never going to hear anything from him. He's never going to make a difference in your life. Okay? It's just a block of wood. Can you imagine how significant it must have been for the Israelites when God told them through Moses, I want to dwell in your midst. I want to have a relationship with you. And I'm going to set these things up so that you can have a relationship with me. And God actually came and dwelt among his people. That was unheard of. God actually, they heard the voice of God speaking from the mountain saying, here's the Ten Commandments. And buddy, they heard it and it, it made an impression. God himself spoke to them. You ever thought about that? I mean, you probably don't expect to get a call from the president when you go home this afternoon. Or you, may, you, you don't expect to get a call probably from the governor either. Or from a congressman. Maybe some of you do. I don't know. We don't expect that. Why? Because we know chances are they're busy. They've got other things on their minds. They're not, they're not going to be calling us. Can you imagine the God of the universe coming down to speak to you and to me? How significant that is. That's amazing. Moses is saying, hey, God himself will speak to you through him. Listen to Jesus. It's so important. God is speaking. Samuel and his ministry... um, he, he was reaching the end of his ministry. His sons were wicked, and the, and the, the people really wanted the king. And they said, look, Samuel, we're, we're kind of tired of your ministry. Uh, they probably didn't say that, but they, they said, we want a king. We're, we don't want to do the judge thing anymore. We want a king. So Samuel goes to God, and he says, Lord, what, what about this? They said they want a king. What should I do? You know, and God said, give them a king. Tell them what this king will do. And, he, you know, he goes through the, through the list of things. But then he says, he says, but Samuel, don't be discouraged. They've not rejected you. They've rejected me. Serious words. 
That's what Moses is saying. Jesus speaks the very words of God. People don't like to hear the name of Jesus in our culture today. They don't want you to pray in the name of Jesus. They don't, they, I'm going to tell you something. Jesus is the key. He speaks the very words of God, and without Jesus, there's no salvation. So listen gratefully. When you read the words of Scripture, and, and that goes for all of Scripture, not just the, the red letters, okay? That's not what the intent is, not just the red letters. The intent was for the Jewish people when Jesus came to listen to him. But the same thing applies to us as we read the Word of God. It is God's Word to us. Listen gratefully. Be grateful. And show your gratitude by paying attention to what's there. You know? Um, This is not just a book. This is God's communication to us. This is God saying, I care about you. I want to speak to you. I want to make a difference in your life. Say, thank you, God. Hallelujah. That God would do that for us is an amazing thing. So how do we listen? We listen carefully. We listen eagerly. We listen gratefully. And also we need to listen fearfully. Verse 19. God says this, I will hold accountable whoever does not listen to my words that he speaks in my name. God will hold us accountable. Um, Someday when people get to heaven, they, they may say, well, you know, I just believed any religion was good enough. God will hold them accountable for that decision. That's one reason people need to hear the truth from us. Because they're getting the lies from the world. It's, it's everywhere. They need to hear the truth from God's people. Um, but God says, I will hold you accountable for that decision. You, you ignore my son, reject my son, refuse my way of salvation, and you will be held accountable. God said this 1,500 years before Jesus ever came. Also, as God's people, we will be held accountable. I believe that Jesus has taken the penalty for our sins, that our sins are buried in the sea of forgetfulness as far as the east is from the west. But the Bible also speaks about rewards. And the Bible speaks about uh, rewards of gold, silver, and precious stones, and wood, hay, and stubble. And the gold, silver, and precious stones are the things that God gives us that last. It's your lasting reward that we get in heaven. The wood, hay, and stubble are burned up, the Bible says, at the judgment. I'm not sure exactly what that means. If that means there's a literal burning uh, or or if it's just a, a symbolic way of saying that we lose all of that part of our life. But there's a consequence there. God holds us accountable as to how we respond to God's word. Uh, When we serve God, do we serve God with a heart of obedience? Or do we serve God with a willful spirit? Um, When we serve God in, in a disobedient way, the way I understand that is that work gets burned up. So we need to be careful how we listen to Christ and make sure we're obedient 
to Christ and, and to recognize that God does hold us accountable. And there is chastening. The Bible says in, in Hebrews 12, whom the Lord loves, he chastens. Uh, if, if you are a child of God, you're his, you will be chastened if you persist in sin in your life. God will hold you accountable for the words that he says. Uh, if, <clears throat> if you're a child of God, there is a possibility, I believe, of going so far that God takes you home early. Uh, I think you see that with Ananias and Sapphira. Here's a great revival happening. A work of God that unlike probably any that we've seen since. And two people lie to the Holy Spirit. They said, we sold our land, we brought it uh, to give to the poor. Uh, is this the whole amount? Yes, this is the whole amount. And they lied because they kept back part of it from themselves. And Peter told them, you've not lied to men, you've lied to God. And you're going to die. They first, the, I believe it's first the husband and then the wife fell dead at different times because they lied to the Holy Spirit. God holds us accountable. I'm not saying you lied that God will strike you dead. There'd be a whole lot of dead people in the church today. I, 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 I'm, but God, in, in those certain circumstances, gave us a little glimpse of his holiness and of the fact that he does hold us accountable. So uh, when you listen, listen fearfully. Not in the sense that God's out to get you, but just, just know that God is no chump. If you live a life of willful disobedience as a child of God, he will hold you accountable. Make sure you listen to God's word. So, how do we listen to God's word? We need to listen to him carefully, listen to him eagerly, listen to him gratefully, and listen to him fearfully. And what will he do? Well, if you're unsaved, as you listen to him and respond in repentance and faith in Jesus Christ, you'll be saved. If you're a believer, if you listen to him and obey, you will discover the abundant life. And you will avoid the chastening of God. That's a good thing, isn't it? What about you? Will you listen to him? Let's pray. Father, thank you so much for the direction and instruction that you've given us in your word. To listen to the Savior. Lord, maybe there's somebody here today who has never uh, made a, a profession of faith in Jesus Christ. There's never been a time that they've chosen to turn from their sin and put their trust in Jesus and receive his forgiveness. I pray that today would be the day. Maybe there's someone here today, Father, that knows Christ. That they've made that decision, but uh, they haven't been walking in obedience. Uh, I pray that they would make that decision. Maybe there's somebody here, Father, who just hasn't been spending time in God's Word and they need to make that commitment afresh and anew in their life. But, Father, may you have your way among us here today and may your Son be glorified. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. We're going to have a time of invitation. And um, if you don't uh, know Jesus here this morning, what I'm going to ask you to do, just uh, step out of your seat. And uh, people will just tap people on the shoulder. They'll be happy to move for you. Just come on down here to the front and uh, tell me, Pastor, uh, I don't know Christ. I need to know him. And uh, it'd be my joy uh, to uh, explain anything that I need to explain and to, to lead you in a prayer. Uh, and you could give your heart to Christ today and receive that forgiveness and start living that narrow way.
uh, maybe you're here today and, and it's a case of neglect in your life and God's given you His Word, the words of Christ. And you just haven't been listening to them because you haven't been in the Word. Maybe you haven't been faithful to church. You're not listening to the Word of God through that in that venue. Uh, whatever it is, would you be willing to say, God, I want to make your Word a priority in my life. I'm choosing today to listen carefully, eagerly, gratefully, and fearfully. I'm choosing, God, to, to have your word be a regular part of my daily life. Maybe you just need to come to this altar and tell God that today. Maybe there's some of you who've been in God's word, but you've been disobedient to it. You've been listening with the ears, but you've not been listening with your feet and your hands. You've not been doing what God's told you to do. Maybe you just need to come to this altar today and say, God, I want to surrender my will to you and listen to you with my whole heart and obey what you say. This is the way to walk with God. Uh, whatever God's leading you to do this morning, uh, would, you, would you keep your listening ears open? Would you listen to the still, small voice of the Holy Spirit within your heart, that gentle tugging in your spirit that says, hey, you need to make a decision for me? Will you respond to that? today and leave the way that God wants you to leave. Let's stand. You come right now.